0: Hey everybody, it's Michael Douglas, and welcome to Music Makes Me High. And you know, yeah, I got something to talk about. Michael Douglas, and welcome to this edition of the Music Makes Me High Podcast. And today we're talking about Heart in Motion by Amy Grant. It's an album your grandmother could listen to, your whole family, and if you weren't afraid to admit it, you too as well. And that was me 31 years ago when this album came out. Let's get right into it. And hear the first track from the album, one of four top 10 pop hits. From this LP, Heart in Motion, here's Amy Grant with Good For Me. And Good For Me. From the LP entitled Heart in Motion, I'm Michael Douglas, and we are talking about that album on this edition of the Music Makes Me High podcast. And a lot of people think that this was never the first track on the album. If you were to play it in order, everybody would think that this next track would be the first track on the album because it's the most well-known track in the album, and It's a number one song. Of course, I'm talking about Baby Baby by Amy Grant, her second number one hit, her first in five years after she hit number one with Peter Cetera in 1986 with a track called Next Time I Fall. The song Baby Baby is the second track on the album, if you play them in order, and we'll just... List them for you right now. Good For Me is the first track, followed by Baby Baby, followed by Every Heartbeat, That's What Love Is For, Ask Me, Galileo, You're Not Alone, Hats, I Will Remember You, Hope We Can See That Far, and Hope Set High. These are all tracks on the original edition of Heart in Motion, the 1991 album by Amy Grant. You know, one of the stranger things about this album is that it was everywhere. I bought it when it came out. And I really, at the time, uh, as a medical student, my my first year, I was still into music, of course, back then, as I always have been. When I bought this CD, it seemed like everybody was buying the CD. I mean, they had all the, when you went into an actual record store back then. And of course, at that time, to say record store, everybody meant place where you could buy music because vinyl was, you know, pretty much on its way out at that time before its resurgence a couple of decades later. You would see all these placards, you know, highlighting the album, these posters, everybody, you know, in my uh, generation, Gen X, knows what what I'm talking about. When you had a big release uh, that was, coming out, a lot of pre-orders, or uh, a big artist had released a song before the release of the album, which was commonplace at that time, you would see all these posters and cutouts and everything. And I remember seeing that with this album uh, by Amy Grant. And in spite of all the hype, uh, four top ten pop hits, this album only made it to number 10 on the Billboard Hot 200 album charts, which is just amazing. I just It's one of the few albums that I can think of where uh, it certainly didn't peak at number one, not even in the top five. It peaked at number 10 on the album charts, but was this popular. And the only thing I can think of as a reason why is that even at that time, maybe Grant was still seen as a non-secular artist who had an occasional pop song and she hadn't hit it big which was nice but uh people probably still thought of her mostly as a christian artist who just had a song that resonated with the general population uh, i don't know but it's a fond memory i have and it's a and it's an excellent album heart in motion and why not get into it the second track on the album is the only number 1 song of the album one of two number 1 songs for amy grant her second and most recent number 1 the classic baby baby on this edition of the music makes me high podcast knows the name of that track that's Amy Grant with Every Heartbeat that song hit number two from the LP entitled Heart in Motion on the Billboard Hot 100 I like a lot of people who were average chart watchers thought this would be her third number one hit but uh, it failed to to peak at that position one of the things that made this track unique was uh, it was a huge adult contemporary hit but it was also a song that really generated a lot of interest in the dance clubs and i remember when baby baby came out the rhythm station in our market uh, i went to medical school in east tennessee and then there was an fm station in uh, charlotte gastonia uh north carolina that played uh r&b but also uh charts, charted songs that were rhythm tracks, um, and leaned R and B, and they jumped on the initial remix to baby baby that we're not hearing on this podcast here. That song I think served as a, as an impetus for the subsequent release of other, uh, dance remixes from the album that really spilled into every heartbeat that was the first track to really take off in dance clubs. And it's like Amy Grant, Christian music artist, now dance music artist. Well, the track, Every Heartbeat, in addition to hitting number two on the pop chart, hit number 13 on the dance chart. And so by the time successive editions of this album came out, 10, 15 years later, they included some of these dance remixes, uh, certainly of this track and of the first two tracks we heard, Baby Baby, of course, and Good For Me, the first track on the album. So it's just another reason why I think this album is just a cornucopia of a lot of feelings, a lot of ways to enjoy it. It's an album that I hear, I would probably say, once or twice a year that I've played since, uh, since it came out, and I, and I really enjoy it. And uh, as a matter of fact, the 30th anniversary edition that came out last year is essentially replete with every remix to these first four singles uh, from the album. So it was really a joy to listen to that. But uh, Every Heartbeat, great track. This next track that we'll be hearing, the fourth track in the album, was the fourth of four top 10 hits. So it's as if the record company said, we're gonna release these first four songs uh, to radio and see how well they do. Uh, And they all, all did very well hitting the top 10. The number four track on the album, hit number seven on the Billboard Hot 100, but also became the biggest Christian music hit from this album. And she released three of those. This was the first of those, a track called That's What Love Is For. And the album version, which is a quaint version, was the string-heavy version. But when this was released to pop radio, of course, the rhythm track became the rule. And um, I am... Partial to the album version Which is another reason Why I really like this album Uh, It's a very beautiful song And it was the first Of three tracks That were Christian focused For lack of a better term To be released from the album we'll talk about The other two uh, In short order Right now Here's Amy Grant From the LP Heart in Motion That we're listening to On this edition Of the Music Makes Me High Podcast With the number seven hit From that album That's what love is for
1: Sides best unseen, and we wonder why we're feeling this way. Sometimes I wonder if we really feel the same, why we can.
0: That's the second of three Christian-themed tracks from the LP, Heart in Motion, we're listening to on this edition of Music Makes Me High, the podcast. I'm Michael Douglas. Amy Grant with Ask Me. And Ask Me was a song that, um, if you really listen to the words, describes how a woman uses her faith to deal with the trauma of child sexual abuse. Before that, we heard That's What Love Is For and uh coming up we'll be hearing the track Hope Set High obviously the title itself uh lends itself to to christian radio airplay so ask me was the fifth track on the album we're going to be hearing the number 6 track right now Galileo followed by the seventh track You're Not Alone we're listening to this album Heart in Motion and there's a similarly titled album called Hearts in Motion, released by the group Air Supply six and a half years earlier. We're not talking about that album. We're talking about Heart in Motion by Amy Grant, an an album that received a Grammy nomination for Album of the Year in 1992, but it lost out to the late Natalie Cole Other albums that were part of that slate for Album of the Year were the following. Luck of the Draw by Bonnie Raitt, which I thought would win that year, Out of Time by R.E.M., and The Rhythm of the Saints by Paul Simon. Uh, but no matter which way you, you slice it, Heart in Motion is a great album, and it's an album that, like I said, I play probably once a year or so all the way through. It reminds me of that time as a first and second year medical student. Um, I was really into a lot of music much more than I am today because for one thing, it helped me study and, um, set in and ingrained a time of, uh, great stress, but great happiness in my life as well so let's get into it here's track number six Galileo followed by track number seven you're not alone on the music makes me high podcast i'm michael douglas Grant from the LP entitled Heart in Motion. We just heard You Are Not Alone, and before that, Galileo. Now this next track, the eighth track on the album, is my most favorite. I'm talking about the song Hats. Now, when I'm not paying this album in its entirety, like I said, that's probably once or twice a year. Uh, When I just want to play key tracks from this album or stream them, uh, I'm usually listening to Baby Baby. I'm listening to Every Heartbeat. Perhaps uh, that's what love is for, but definitely this song is always in that mix. I like it because of its witty lyricism. In it, Amy is somebody who... Uh, is in a relationship she appears to cherish but she's also making it known that she does wear a lot of hats. She is a lot of things and in her mind she's able to juggle them all but she hopes that her partner acknowledges uh, everything that's going on in her life and is there for her uh, when she needs support, uh, both emotional uh, and uh, physical, loving support. And with Lyrics like, the sun comes up. The Breakfast Show. Can't you see me running? It's crazy. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? The moon is high. I'm working through the night. Will somebody tell me where do all the hours go? I don't know. One day I'm a mother. One day I'm a lover. What am I supposed to do? Hats. Working for a living. All because I'm driven to be the very best for you. Let's get into it. My favorite track in the album. My favorite Amy Grant track of all time. A song she never released, but somehow, I don't know, it resonates with me. Here's Amy Grant. Grant, track number eight on Heart in Motion, a song called Hats. On the Music Makes Me High podcast, I'm Michael Douglas. Amy Grant with the eighth track on the album, my favorite track called Hats. Coming up, the ninth track from the album is the fifth radio single from the album, a song called I Will Remember You, and not to be confused with a track of the same name, released about three years later by Sarah McLachlan. This was a track that was a big adult contemporary track and it pretty much put a uh, a bow on the album. It was released in late spring, early summer, 1992. And it's another case in which I think the album version is a much stronger track than the remixed pop version. And, I think as much as her record label really wanted to appeal to the widest possible uh, uh, demographic, widest, W-I-D-E-S-T, I think that they really faltered when they did some of these these radio mixes. It's just a great album, the way it was originally mixed and arranged. And this song is another reason why. I Will Remember You is a, is a pretty song, and it just really showcases a lot of Uh, vocal and um, lyric uh, stylistic traits that resonate today and like I said it's a great fifth single from the album even though it didn't make the top ten it really punctuates how well and how much appreciated I think this song uh, and the rest of the songs in the album were received by the general public and it's, it's just a terrific album terrific song Here's Amy Grant with I Will Remember You, the ninth track on the album, Hearts in Motion, on the Music Makes Me High podcast. track is how can we see that far that's amy grant before that we heard i will remember you the ninth and tenth tracks from the lp heart in motion well before we get to the end of the show we're going to hear the final track from the album uh, the 11th track out of 11 a song called Hope Set High. It's the third Christian release from the LP following That's What Love Is For and Ask Me. It's a song that is explicitly Christian. Again, I think it's a great song and there's nothing wrong with it. It wasn't released to secular radio, but it was a number one Christian single in 1992 and a great way, I think, to end the album. And I think it was a way of her record company and maybe Amy herself saying that, look, I'm not abandoning this genre. This is who I am as an artist. She, It certainly was. The predecessor album before Heart in Motion was an album called Lead Me On, of course, a big Christian-selling album. Amy would go on to release another more pop-oriented album in the mid-to-late 1990s called Behind the Eyes. Before that, there was House of Love. That was the album that she released right after Heart in Motion. An album from uh, 1994, and listeners will recall tracks like Lucky One and a duet with Vince Gill called House of Love, which was also a track that was remixed heavily for radio. Of course, Vince Gill went on to marry Amy Grant in 2000, and they had a child together. But basically, Amy was saying, look, I, uh, I'm not abandoning Christian music. I think a lot of people read a lot Of things into a lot of situations and they certainly did with this album i i like it because it's an island of pop greatness within a career of great inspirational music and i couldn't be happier for amy and the success she had from this album heart in motion and i'm happy to be bringing it to all of you who listen to this podcast and the reason why it 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 really resonates with me uh, as a listener and an admirer. So with that, we're going to take it out to the end of the album with the track Hope Set High. And I hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Music Makes Me High podcast. I'm Michael Douglas. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.
1: I can do my best
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to Music Makes Me High on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you download your favorite podcast, so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, keep the music playing. And don't forget to think about what you're listening to.